welcome to the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Welcome to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure. I'm your GM and host, Damon Glicker, and in this week's episode, Darius is back. But is he the same as before? No, he is not. He's really messed up, I tell you. So for those of you who thought, hey, that was cheating. You brought back Darius. You're not supposed to do that. I say to you, nope, that is not true at all. I've been planning this for a long time, and you have watched this. You knew about the tattoo. You knew something was going on. So no, this is not cheating. This is something I've been planning for for quite a while. And you're going to be learning a lot about the Varus family history in the next couple weeks because they are not what you might think they are. There's a lot of skeletons in that closet. A lot of skeletons. And they're going to start popping on out left and right in the next couple weeks. So as for Darius himself, is he Darius? The answer is no. In fact, we like to call him Swirad around here, which is just Darius backwards. So Swirad was built with a combination of myself and Rob talking to each other. Basically, I gave Rob a whole bunch of rules and I said, okay, rebuild Darius, but you need to conform to these certain aspects of your build, which he did. And then he and I worked a little bit and rebuilt Darius. So Darius is not the same as he was before. You're gonna find out in the next couple of weeks that he is definitely not the same character. He is a different version of what he was. And as for his personality, yep, it's going to change. And he's not quite the same person he was before. Now, it's not going to be bad per se, but he has a dark mark hanging over him. And that will always be something that he keeps in the back of his mind. That something potentially evil is looking over him. Now, those of you who listened to the Dead Sun Adventure Path, probably some may saw this coming because I have a long, long history of my games where I don't like to necessarily kill off characters. I like to instead mess them up. And this is not something I really came up with. This is a long-standing trope in movies and television. This happens all the time where you have characters that start off really innocent and then something changes them, and they come back very, very different. And the change is often sort of evil, and it gives them extra powers and abilities. Basically, there's a price for them coming back to life. I personally really, really like doing this in my games. There's a lot of reasons. The first reason is that it allows you to continue the story. And usually you invest a lot into these characters, so you don't really want them to die outright. Some people want their characters to die outright, which is why I always give them a choice. In this case, he actually did have a choice, if you remember. He did not have to say yes, that he wanted to come back to life. If he said no, he would have been dead and we would have been rolling a new character. But he said yes, so he always gets a choice. So that's the first thing, if you're a GM, you always have to give the PCs a choice if they want to come back or not. Second thing is, there's always a price to be paid. It's always something horrific. Whether it's an alignment change, or a character change, or you can even change their class, there has to be a price. In this case, what I do is I actually sit down 
with Rob and say, okay, you have to build your character around these items and you have to keep this in mind forever when you're playing this character. And he agreed to it and did that. The other thing is make sure you let the PC do that. Don't do it for them. You make sure you let them sort of, you know, build their PC around the conditions. And I've never had anyone fight me on this. Usually it's kind of a fun, creative process between myself and the player and we create a fun PC together. The best and final reason why I like to do this is because players love it. And I mean they love it. I've never not had a player love when this happens to them. In a weird way, it's almost more fun dying than not dying. Because so many times when you're playing a character, you have in your mind exactly which direction that character is going to go. And you have all these things laid out. Like Chris Beamer, for example, he will lay out his character from level 1 to level 20. He does this all the time. But then when something like this shows up, everything goes out the window. And suddenly your character is growing in an organic direction. Something no one planned. And even you as the player have no idea where the character is going to go. And this is really fun and freeing. And once you embrace it, usually I find that people really love it because they're doing weird things with their character. It also allows them to kind of experiment and do things because if you're playing usually a goody two-shoes and now you're playing someone who's not quite good and you're given permission by the GM to kind of be a little naughty and the other characters know there's something off about you so they won't really rag on you for it and if anything they'll feel sorry for you and help you out it's amazing like if you started out playing this character from the beginning like a character that was a little off and a little evil people might resent the character or find them annoying but if you start off as a good character and then something horrible happens to you and then you sort of become evil but it's out of your control everyone feels bad for you and everyone's trying to help you out it's exactly the same character i just described it's just how they got there that changed now, as I said, I've done this a lot in my games. I often will have characters die and then I bring them back all messed up. But this is the first time where we managed to telegraph it for so long that we really managed to build it into Darius's backstory that something like this was probably going to happen once he died. And in fact, it did. So he has been slowly preparing for this day, even if he didn't realize it. And it is going to make for a lot of fun future adventures. And also, my favorite thing a lot of conflict because i love conflict so i could probably actually do an entire podcast series on this alone so if you have any questions about this or how i've done this in the past or how you might be able to do something like this in your home games just hit me on the roll for combat discord and i'll be happy to answer any and all of your questions but with that let's get to this week's show notes Okay, with show notes this week, there's a lot of updates. Okay, RPG Superstar Battles of Beastary. As you all know, there is, well, a lot going on. First of all, very important that we are going to be doing a Kickstarter for this because it will be actually easier to do fulfillment and to get the book out to everyone who wants it. The other reason is that I kind of lost my mind. I thought to myself, you know what? The book is really cool. I really love this book. And I think it has a lot of amazing monsters and some really amazing new rules and lots of stuff that you can use in your game. But wouldn't it be great if we can actually build around the world of the Battles of Bestiary and use all the monsters and all the cool new rules in other systems besides, you know, your own homebrew? So when the Kickstarter launches and we're looking to launch it either the end of July or the end of August, 
depending on how quickly I can get all my stuff together. But be on the lookout for it. And all I'm going to say is this is the new team that's going to help create some new aspects centered around the Battles of Bestiary. We have Mark Seifter, we have Patrick Rennie, and new to the team, we have Ron Lundeen and Linda Zayas Palmer. That's right. That is the team who's going to be working on Battles of Bestiary new stuff. So yeah, it's basically all Paizo people. It is going to be awesome. And not only is it just Paizo people, it's senior Paizo people. These people know what they're doing, to say the least. So yeah, you're going to have some incredible content. So when the Kickstarter launches, it's not just going to be the Battle Zubistary. That you'll be able to get. And as I said before, that is done. That is ready to go. I'm just using the Kickstarter for fulfillment. It's going to be much easier for me to get the books to you. The other thing we're going to be doing, special edition. That's right. Everyone asked for it. Well, you got it. It's going to be awesome. Really beautiful, unbelievably gorgeous cover. And a couple of other cool things in the special edition that you can't get anywhere else. You're going to love it. And cool new stuff that's going to be created just for Battle Zoo and the world of Battle Zoo and the beasts and the new rules and everything else. You will find out about it very, very soon. We're getting all the new artwork. We're getting all the new information. We're working on it very hard, very quickly. And this will be incredible. So I'm sure one of your questions is, well, is this going to be delayed? And the answer is a little bit. A little delayed, sort of. This is what's happening. I don't know if it's going to make Gen Con now because I can't legally print it while a Kickstarter is going on. So I had to stop the presses for now. But if you go to Gen Con and I am there with you, I will definitely show you the book. I'll answer any questions you have whatsoever. So I do apologize for that because I know some of you are very excited to get it at Gen Con. But I promise you I'll make it up to you in some other way. I will think of something, trust me. I will bring something to Gen Con to give to you that will make up for it. Trust me, I will make sure that you are well compensated. But once the Kickstarter is done, the book can immediately get printed. The PDF version will be ready to go, so that can go out pretty much right away. As for the Kickstarter itself, the Kickstarter will be coming out either the end of July or the end of August. We are trying very hard to try to make it. I'm trying to figure out when to do it. Supposedly July and August is not the greatest time. I'm thinking starting at the end of August because that way at least we get some Gen Con and September action. And for some reason, even though a lot of people are at Gen Con, there's a lot of traction I've noticed on the websites whenever Gen Con is going on. So that might actually be a better time to do it. I also will have a million interviews set up with myself and the team members, and we're going to go through all the details of everything we're working on. But trust me, it is going to be incredible. And if you're going to want to follow this, I'm going to set up a URL. It's just going to be kickstarter.rollforcombat.com, and that will redirect you to the Kickstarter. Right now it doesn't work, but I'm going to make sure that that's all set up. I actually have it almost ready, almost done. I'll submit the Kickstarter, get it approved, and then you can bookmark it and get it ready. And there's one thing I do ask is that this is going to be a lot of amazing content for Pathfinder. And I know right now no one is doing Pathfinder third-party content. Everyone is doing Dungeons and & Dragons in 5D. Everyone. And I've spoken to people. And the main reason they don't do it is because they feel there's no market for Pathfinder. They feel that even the smallest market for 5E is bigger than the largest market for Pathfinder. 
So I am going out on a limb. I am putting a lot of time, a lot of effort, and using the best of the best people to make sure that you have a product that is as good, if not better, than a Paizo product, and that you will want to use this in your game. I'm also not wasting a lot of energy on things in the Kickstarter, like, I don't know, like a stuffed animal or something, or things that you are like, oh, that's really cool, but does it really help me? Does it really give me content that I can use in the game? And the answer is no. You know, these are things just to beef up the price of the Kickstarter. I'm insane. I'm giving out more content. I'm actually using Kickstarter to make more stuff. So you're going to get not just the Battle Zoo Bestiary, but more books and more content to support your game. I'm not giving out crap that you just put on your shelf and then just sits there and never, ever does anything ever again. I'm going to have a couple cool tchotchkes, but these are ones that even I want, so keep that in mind. But I am making sure that there's a lot of value and a lot of bang for your buck so that you get stuff that you can use. So prove me wrong. Show me that a Pathfinder Kickstarter is worth the effort, because if it is... I have many, many, many more books coming out after this. I have already started writing them with Mark and this team. And this team, this is becoming like a core team. After the book was done, the Battles of Bestiary, Mark and Patrick came to me and said, Hey, Steve, what else do you got? This is so much fun. Let's do some more. So I'm like, okay. And then other people started to come out of the woodwork saying they want to join the team. So suddenly I'm getting this awesome core team together of professional developers who want to work on the Roll for Combat Battle Zoo line. And that just means awesome, cool stuff for you. And trust me when I tell you, the quality will be amazing. I am not skimping out on anything. It is going to be the best of the best. You can put this right next to the best role-playing books you have, and it will hold up in every aspect. Physically, the book will be as good as a Paizo book. The writing will be, obviously, as good. The artwork will be as good, if not better. And the content itself will blow you away. Trust me. In fact, if you're a Patreon member, you can actually hear us using the new content in the Malevolence game and see it in use. So you know exactly what we're doing. Which brings me to the next thing. If you wanna actually watch us play, you can join us, Patreon. Five bucks a month, that's it. Actually, we got a lot of new patrons. It is really turning into a party. I love it. Now we have like lots of people actually hanging out. They're talking to each other. The games, not that they were you know quiet, but it almost was like, I don't know, watching golf. Like, yeah, people were talking to us during the game, but they were being very respectful. And that's one thing I was thinking that's very different between our game and other games. Like, sure, you watch people playing on Twitch, but they're just playing their game. You know, they're kind of ignoring the audience. No, not our game, trust me. We are typing along with the audience. We're always engaging with you. We're always talking to you throughout the game, especially Three Ring Adventure. You will see everyone jump in, talk to all the patrons, hang out with you, chat with you. We are very engaged with the audience during the game. Not just before the game, but during the game. So make sure you check that out. Just go to patreon.rollforcombat.com if you want to become part of the very cool Patreon community. And of course, do check out the Discord channel at discord.rollforcombat.com. And also, don't forget, if you get to level 10, you get a free t-shirt. I keep forgetting about that. All you need to do is post, and voila, you get a new t-shirt. Also, we have a new officer for the Roll for Combat Lodge. I've been so busy that we got a brand new officer who's going to help run the lodge and all the Pathfinder and Starfinder Society games. 
So make sure you check that out. Anyhow, I'm rambling for a long time. So let's sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Last we left off, you decided you really wanted the chalice. So you went after it. And little did you know, the chalice was guarded by a golem, a clay golem. But you were tricky. You were cunning. You were ingenious. You managed to play keep away with the golem and did an amazing job until the end. When Darius looked like he just suffered a a small wound. So close. A paper cut, if you will. Hmm. But the problem with this paper cut, it was infected with a curse. A curse that did not allow anyone to heal it without sufficient healing prowess. And little did we know that this party did not believe. It did not have the faith to heal Darius. So Rob Darius was also cursed. Went from dying two to dying three to dying four and then dying five. Actually, he went to dying six because he rolled a one to <laughs> dying six. So he died and then he died again and then he really died. And all the hero points were spent on something super silly way in the beginning of the fight and Darius died. And it wasn't a fake death. It wasn't, oh, he died and then, you know, avengered it back and he came back to life. No, he died. He really died. That was it. Dead. But then something weird happened. That Mark made him visit someone. Made him visit a friend of his. Well, not so much a friend. More like an acquaintance that wants to, you know, use his soul for some nefarious purpose. But don't worry about that part. And Darius was reborn. But with a really, really bad hangover. And he doesn't know what to make of all this. So they went back. They rested up. And maybe, just maybe, we'll find out what this all means. So you've been sitting around. You were talking to each other. Everyone was in the... Wagon. Hap was acting as bouncer. And Alhara, Darius, Acheron, and Hap, and Riley, who's there for moral support, decided that maybe it's time to find Daddy Darius. Marcel, if you will. Because he said that he would give them details about their secret childhood that even they don't know about but only if they really really wanted to know because knowing would change everything about what they thought they knew about themselves but well that ship has sailed because darius died and came back so no time like the present huh yeah i feel like marcel really screwed the pooch on that one lauren sink is playing hap a human fire elementalist sorcerer. Well, it wasn't Marcel's fault that Darius died. He could have just told it them. It was everyone else's fault. Well, that's it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered <laughs> what he said. It just would have been, oh, that's why this is happening. Rob Termarco is playing Darius Varus, a half-elf monk of the mountain style. I blame my cursed dice. Rob Pontius is playing Otteron, a human witch of curses. I, yes, all of us had pretty bad rolls. Yeah, there was just, yeah, there was a lot of like, uh, try again, roll seven, try again, roll a five, try again, roll a three. Vanessa Hoskins is playing Alhara Varus, a half-elf gymnast swashbuckler. I was cursed. I also had a cursed wound. Somehow the clay golem got me as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're all healed up. I think it's a new day. We'll just say it was. We'll say Darius had to sleep, everyone. Yes. It, it, it's a new day. And everyone's rested up. Everyone got all their spells back. 
Darius is going through his pockets, and then he's like, what is this in uh -huh. my pocket? Oh, it's that Aeon Stone that would have brought me back to life if I died. Oh, well. Actually, you know, the thing is, I don't think it would have worked, because... I think all it does is increase your dying condition by one. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I, oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So I, you I, were at dying four, rolled yeah. a one. And then I had toughness, you dying which let me six, die. Yeah, right. Went past which would have brought you six. back to dying five, right. which still would have killed so you. Yeah, that anyhow. was fate. That was absolutely fate. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So even if you had it, in fact, I will be nice... Because I felt first, I felt kind of bad because I'm like, oh crap, we totally forgot you had that on I, you. Yeah, but I didn't turn it on. But we'll say, not only did you not turn it on, even if you did turn it on, it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> you would have still died. It would have fired died. and then went inert because it only yeah, happens once. Yeah. So I'm gonna even be nice and just say that we not only did we forget it, but we have a new method, so hopefully we never forget things like that again. You didn't even use it. It didn't even get used. Right. So right. there you go. I mean, Darius is not one for like, you know baubles and things and putting his faith in items you know certainly if hand wraps to help him punch better sure but you know no armor no much of anything else a couple of little things you know bracers of armor sure but i don't know he's not a magic itemy person so i think it's easy for him to forget those things well next time don't forget it because um yeah i think I there's a I think there's a limited number of times you can come back from that. Unless... It might only be once. Yeah. It I, unless you uh, get some resurrection in there, which you're getting close enough. You're getting high enough level that you can start going down to, uh, you know, res R us and just get, like, you know, the <laughs> well, special. <laughs> you know, I thought about it. I could very quickly take uh, some rituals, including resurrection. And, I, hell, I could pick up reincarnation right now. If we needed you to be a squirrel or something. Ooh. I love reincarnation. Love reincarnation. I love reincarnation. Pixie. 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 Darius the pixie. Oh my god, that would be funny. I use mountain stance. Yeah, same strength. I still right. Exactly. I ruin you as a tiny creature. <laughs> I am Darius. Hear my mighty roar. Oh, bastard. And I crush your ankles. I crush you with my mountain stance. Yeah, but surprisingly, like, the Resurrection Ritual isn't that high level. It's, like, level 5 or something. At level 10, I could learn it. Mm -hmm. Rituals. Wow. Yummy, yummy, or something. Yummy. I can't remember. It might be 4, it might be 6. I don't know, but we're close. You're very close. You actually are mm -hmm. pretty close. And then no one will ever die again. Oh, right. But she'll forever <laughs> be in Hawk. <laughs> so you're almost at that point where I can then kill you at will and feel no guilt. And then I could just keep a little tally on my, you know, scoreboard back here with each person's name and how many times they died. Yeah, well, resurrection is uh, fifth level. That's original. one. <laughs> hey, in all fairness, if you resurrect me, I will come back as as Pet Cemetery Dark App. And if yeah. it happens again, I'll just make a new character. I don't. I really don't like resurrections yeah. on my characters. Okay, Hap story. Good thing it's complete. We found out that she <laughs> is. Uh, and Ifrit, she's fire, done. She dies, we're like, well, we found out. Her her, her deep dark secret's gone. Big Hap number pirate. two, let's find out what their secret is. It Here will we definitely go. be a pixie, probably a pixie rogue. Pixie rogue. Yeah, a pixie rogue with like a criminal background. It'll be cr a crime boss. That does not probably, fit I'll probably into a play circus. Evil. 
No, that doesn't fit into a circus. A pixie sits, fits into a circus no matter what it's doing. We'll find In out. In fact, there was a whole fire full of them. Be a knife thrower. That's good. We already had pixies. We shoot them out. Tiny little knives. Maybe one comes back like, I really want to be here. <laughs> right around in Darius's pocket. Darius, yep. you can be the mount. Ooh. That's it. Like the Iron Giant. That's right. Or better yet, Master Blaster. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> All right. So what are you going to do, Blaster? Well, uh, you know, Darius is certainly... No, I'm saying he's out of it, but certainly his thoughts are preoccupied and his mind is racing. He once in a while will kind of, like, you know, just kind of touch his heart to make sure it's still beating. Like he's, you know, just doubting a lot of this and it's been a lot for him. It's beating, sort of. Everything feels wrong. Everything feels different. I definitely feel different. Yeah, definitely feel different. You feel like you, you can't even describe it. It's like you got up on the wrong side of the bed. And it's never going to not be the wrong side of the bed for the rest of your life. Right. That's not a good feeling. Nope. Alhara has engaged a lot less with Darius in the past before the siblings were close as can be. And now she, uh, yeah, she's busy and she's taking care of this, but she's often keeping an eye on him. So she'll, she'll be getting breakfast or something in the morning, which she eats and Hasn't eaten for a while because she has an ant stone. This means she doesn't have to eat. But she'll, you know, she'll still sit by the fire and watch him across uh, sitting elsewhere, you know, with some of the other circus staff and keeping an eye on him. Yeah, and Darius will still be himself most of the time, you know, like he'll make his fun conversation with the people of the circus who don't really know what happened. And he will definitely be himself with Alhara, being a sibling to sister to Darius, you'll definitely see him kind of just kind of drift away a little bit and then kind of shake himself out of it, you know? Yeah. I, I need to go. I need to go do something else. Sorry, I'm busy. Jeez, what's her problem? Your annoying pint-sized servant asks you. I, I don't know who, who you were addressing, uh, Lauren. Yeah, I don't know what Lauren, Lauren But that's you, about. Darius. You oh. have an annoying pint-sized servant. Oh, I don't know. I, I, what are you talking about? No one, no one knows. Hap, Hap is your annoying She thinks she already has a pixie robe. I know, that's why I'm very confused. What? No. (laughs) Hap is still, like, tending to your every need because she's super worried about you and just happy that you're back. She knows you don't feel well, so, like, everything that, like, she can get for you, she's, you know, she's doing, like, here's your shoes, Darius. I'll go get you some breakfast. No, you just sit down. No, it's all right, Hap. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll be all right. I think Atron comes by and... Says, are we going to look for your father and talk to him today, or are we <sighs> just going back down to the hall? Darius, I think we should meet your father before we go back into that place. Like, we uh, really need some answers. We we definitely do. I need to know. I need to know what happened and what this means. And I could have sent a little bird to get him. It didn't have to be Gibbs-Zib. It's funnier when that... Gibbs-Zib does it, and also... Yeah, but I like when I get to talk to animals and ask them to do stuff. Well, that's what Riley's for. Well, anyhow, Gibbs-Zib comes about and is playing with Riley, because, you know, Gibbs-Zib turns into a wolf, and... Oh, yeah. Although Hap doesn't like this, Riley and Gibbs-Zib are actually having a lot of fun playing, because wolf with wolf, they're, they're like, play fighting and doing all the things that wolves do. Hap's not, like... 
mad about it. She's just hoping that Riley will be a good influence on Gibbsabib. Gibbsabib is great. I know that like animals are supposed to have like a neutral alignment, but I feel in my heart of hearts that Riley is neutral good. And Gibbsabib is something. You have no idea what. Yeah, but maybe Riley will help. We're giving evil, evil. them a chance to be redeemed. And how Gibbsabib turns back into its normal demon empty self and it's like hey guys how you doing whoa Darius you look different man what happened down there a lot I need you to help us with something oh and he like spins around and like does a little somersault he's like I am your demon mm-hmm well do you know my my father he works at Madame Dusklight's circus Marcel Varus I want to send him a message he's big like me it looks like Alhara and I. Hmm. Can you zip over there and stay hidden and tell him to meet us at Louder Chowder? You got it. Big Brute. That looks like you. I think mm-hmm. I can find him. And I will turn invisible. Then he turns invisible. He's like, <laughs> And you just hear a little voice going, You got it. The Chowder of Louder. No problem. Whee! Flies away. Get close enough. Good enough. Let's maybe go there and wait. Uh, I do. I don't want to talk to him in the restaurant, but we'll meet him there and go somewhere else. That is a good idea. I think it is important to have privacy in this matter. All right, great. Yes. Let's go see what Dad has to say about all this. Louder's chowder. Yay. What? Who, who wants chowder? I mean, they get the Starlight Special again. You come in, and sure enough, everyone recognizes you. They're like, oh, and they bring over, you know, a big basket of bread. Lots of different types of bread, because you need to have bread Ooh. to put into the chowder yes, to soak got, it up. Put it in the chowder. That's right. Lots of bread. In fact, this place could be bread baskets are us if it wasn't for the, uh, the chowder. Bread ball. Got everything in a bread bowl. Yes. Even the spoon's made of bread. That's right. You eat everything. You name it, you eat it. Can I convince them to take some of their older, harder bread and make very tiny, circular like pieces of it that are lightly salted that maybe they could put in the chowder? Hmm. Something that like a, a cruncher, you wanna are they called crunchers? Yeah, yeah, you know, and maybe like shape them kind of like tiny little oysters and um huh. Yeah, like yeah, a, I think like, it could be good. Like an oyster cruncher? Is that yeah, what you're yeah, calling like them? That. Yeah, oyster, oyster crunchers. crunchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it. <sighs> sure. That could be the Atron special. Ooh. Mm. It's it's a uh, liquid on the outside, crunchy on the inside. Mmm. It's kind of a weird mix. But yeah. Ooh. How did it? How does it make? It's like sticky chowder, <laughs> and it like surrounds like like nope. nuggets of something. Ooh. And it's like purple energy, like glows purple. Yeah. It's almost Ooh, like eating okay. little alien eggs or something. It can have like Uh-oh. those. Like, um, right. you know, those blue tortilla chips, it's like a blue corn. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that's what Ooh. they put corn in some chowders. And Hint of lime corn. chips are my favorite. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. So those are very good. Okay. So you guys are sitting around making new recipes for louder chowder, as usual. Mm-hmm. Too many recipes, I would say. Yeah, they, they, they choose. It's seasonal, you know. It's seasonal. Whatever seasonal. they caught the, for, you know, for the day. And without much surprise. Clams? Gibzib appears and it's like, 
I, I found him. I found him. He he's coming. He's coming. I saw him. <laughs> I did well. <sighs> I am such a good little demon. You're a good. You're a good closet. I know. Thank oh you. Oh my gosh! I cannot believe we're keeping this thing around. Well, mm -hmm. come on, gives it. Let's sit mm -hmm. outside and give Darius and Mister Darius some space. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. What I do you want to go. eat? I'll bring you some food. Oh, food. Do you want the Starlight Special? No, That's the one they no, need no, after no, no, me. No, no. Come you on. Wanna, you, you don't want to know what demons eat. It would um, turn your stomach. Let's I know what that. wolves would eat. Mm, Touche. Mm. Okay, I'll become a wolf and then get something that a wolf will eat and I'll eat it. Okay, I'll bring you the Starlight Special. Okay, uh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, Darius, do you want me to stay with you or would you rather um, I give you privacy? I, I, I do not have a problem with all of you being with me. Unless you do, Alhara. Do you prefer I stay with you, or um, you... you can stay. Yeah. I do. I do prefer it. Okay. Uh, then we I don't know what might happen. Stay. So yes, I'm. I'm more hoping protection's probably better. I can be helpful too, as far as what I have studied. Maybe it will be informative or helpful. Yes. And in comes Daddy Darius, Marcel, who well. Looks like he always does. A older, a little shorter version of Darius. <laughs> Look who's here. It's the old gang. Mm, look at all the chowders. Quite an appetite you worked up. Ooh, you look like you got some new loots, I see. A little bit here, a little bit there. You've been busy, I'm sure. <laughs> Hello, Father. Dad, some things have happened that you need to know about. And we have questions. We should leave and go somewhere more private. Will you come back to our circus, or is that too far? No, no, no. You'd stretch the legs anyhow. Let's go. Ataran will make sure that they walk out last just in case anyone's following but i kind of want to go out like and get there first just in case anybody's setting up an ambush There's, these are scary times you don't know what's gonna happen well unless they turn invisible you don't really have to worry about it because keep in mind it's a it's a trail it's about a mile outside town and it's not very you know it's not like a a public trail yeah. it's sort of private so you, you i know. think at this point we've kind of like decorated the trail with advertisements from the circus mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know so it's you know probably a little more well kept and you know we got rid of some of the rocks maybe we widened it a little bit yeah maybe some here. pikes with the heads of our deceased enemies on yeah, top all of them sure. all the just a row yes. of zolgaths yeah. they we shall did. pay for their trespasses against <laughs> oh us God. do not journey to you know, cause us a problem for you too will join the dead. Yeah. Oh wow. I Let's love just no, say no one else canonically that. that we're not doing that. Okay, fine. We could we could split the difference. We could compromise. We could have the heads of clowns that have failed oh, us. Nope. Worse. Pikes. Worse. <laughs> Scarier. <Much> worse. worse. <laughs> Unless one of those heads it belongs to <laughs> the clown. <laughs> no. Nope. Bounce, 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 bounce is he's reformed. He's reformed. Is he Yes. He's Is not he a though? clown. He's not a clown. He's just tall. He's not even a clown anymore. I think he just helps with the with the animals now. He he's what okay. he's, yeah. he's my intern. Be nice. Yeah. Reformed. Reformed. <laughs> Reformed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's gone through enough. Leave him alone. 
Delico Chow Chow. I think he's gonna have to change his name. He probably should. New a new it's a it's, it's a new beginning for Jellico. Just call me Jerry. That's that's why I just call yeah. me I just hey, go Jerry. by Jerry. You feed those animals real good, Jerry. <laughs> it's not quite as uh, off-putting as uh, Jellico Bounce Bounce. It's Jellico Bounce. You come along from a long line of bounce bounces. <laughs> my mother was a top. My father was a bouncy ball. I thought you were gonna say <laughs> bottom. Right. Yeah, but that's because you're dirty, Vanessa. <laughs> I was waiting for you to go there too. Okay. Anyhow, <laughs> and I'm a switch. <laughs> anyhow, you show up at the circus. You can bring him wherever you wish for privacy. One of the many cabins or trailers that you have. Well, maybe we should have it not on circus ground. I don't want anyone to overhear. Like, I want to have it like maybe by that little. You know, remember where we found the bear car- uh, carcass? What about Otteron's fancy oh, house? The tree. The tree. I don't have the fancy house today. Oh, okay. Yeah, right by the tree. This is great. The tree works. The tree's a good spot. I like I that. go into the glaive. The bear carcass is gone. The stink has recessed. And it's beautiful. Nice day. And Darius is like, ooh, this is a impressive circus. I actually didn't get a chance to see it before. And he does a little tour. Looking around, says hi to a couple people he recognizes. They all, of course, know who he is. But, you know, realizes you want to talk, so he, he, he keeps it to a minimum and then follows you into the, into the glaive. It's like, so, uh, I presume you thought about your past, and uh, I imagine you would want to know. I, you know, wanted to give you the option just in case, because there's a lot of history between... Your mother and me, so... Something so happened. Oh? This isn't about mother? Oh, it is. Oh? What's that? We were... engaged with this creature yesterday. And... I... fell. Oh, you look okay to me. I died. I died, Dad. Died? What? Yes. And the creature, who I thought... My, it was, it was never revealed to me who or what this thing was until yesterday when I was given, given, when I was essentially told that in order for me to live again or not die, I had to enter into its service much like mother did. This creature was revealed to me as a Chekek, the Red Mantis God. With that, he furrows his brow and gets really quiet, which you know is never a good sign, because your father never stops talking and is always so happy and jolly. And he seems very serious when he hears this. He says, mm. He said, it said, not even your mother was granted this boon. How was she involved, Dad? Brought me back, but I've heard her voice. Whether it's that god tricking me or actually her spirit speaking to me about what I have been marked with and now have become suffused with. I don't know. Hmm. What bargains did Mother make about with her children? What fate awaits Alhara if this has happened to me? He sits there and he's like, 
was looking into the pool. He's thinking. He says, I'm not sure. I was expecting and was planning for a lot. I've gone through this in my mind hundreds of times. And I thought I came up with every contingency plan. But divine intervention, that wasn't on the list. What makes me so special that I deserve to be brought back? What did Mother do? What did you do? Well, and he's thinking about it. He goes, well, let me tell you a little bit about your mother and myself. O'Hara perks It's probably better if I start from the beginning. It'll maybe help me organize my thoughts. Because I never really thought that something like this would ever occur or could occur. This is new information. And he sort of wanders off and does a 10,000-mile stare. He's thinking as if he's going back in time. He says, well, it all began, oh, about a lifetime ago. You know, 32 years or so, when I was young and stupid and in my 20s. And I met your mother. She was uh, elven and young and beautiful and so strong and sure of herself. And her and I fell madly in love. And, well... Things were pretty simple back then. We just led a normal life. We tried to carve out something for the two of us. And a few years after we met and fell in love, Darius was born. And then two years later, Alhara. And we thought, you know, we'd be able to take on the world. We didn't really have a lot of concerns or problems, but we were wrong. As your mother's past caught up to her. I didn't know this at the time, but it turns out that your mother was a member of an ancient sect called the Red Mantis. The Red Mantis, they're an order of professional assassins that can be distinguished by their bright red black armor and their serrated blades and their mantis masks. You've probably seen them around here and there. They're not very plentiful in this part of the world, but they do appear from time to time. Alhara's looking over her own inherited armor as her dad describes all this. Well, normally I would think that was, I don't know, kind of cool, but they don't they don't seem like people I would want to know based on what Atron was saying. Well, the Red Mantists, they're, they're interesting because they aren't necessarily evil per se. They have a, a job to do. And they're extremely professional about how they do their job. You see, they're assassins. And people above my pay grade sometimes need others murdered. And the gods felt it was necessary for this type of organization to exist. And again, they only kill those who are contracted to kill. They'll never kill out of spite or out of anger or for some reason that isn't part of their code and creed. So in a way, they're honorable, although their ways are mysterious even to myself. All I know is that your mother was born into that life and she was trained at a very young age. But for reasons she never told me, she either left the Red Mantis or was kicked out. Or at least so I thought. See, the truth was, 
when Darius was four and Elhara was two. The Red Mantis came calling for your mother, and she had no choice but to answer. But your mother and I loved each other, and you very much. So we quickly tried to come up with a plan for escape, where your mother and I made arrangements so that I could escape with you two, and she would honor her pledge and meet with the Red Mantis. She had no choice. If she ran, they'd find her. There was no point. And then she promised that whenever she was clear and her obligations with the Red Mantis were fulfilled, she would come and find me. And she assured me that no matter where I ran to, no matter where I went, she would have her means and her ways of finding us. Is that, is that why we move so much? Is that why we joined the circus? Yes, that's exactly right. Now, of course, what I'm telling you is things I've learned over many years of careful research and study. Back then, I was stupid. I didn't know any of this. I just packed you up and we quickly ran from town to town, ship to ship, looking for safe harbor, hoping that the Red Mantis would never catch up to us. Of course, over the years, I learned that that's not how they operate. But eventually, you know, we moved around and I joined the traveling gestures, working as a rigger. And it turned out that circus life was a good life. I liked it quite a bit. I was good at it. I enjoyed the people. We were always moving around. There was lots of powerful and strong, mysterious people around us at all times. And most importantly, you two. You loved it. You loved being in the circus. I thought it was a great life for you. Plus, uh, you were able to learn more about the world being in the circus than I could ever teach you. But, but you took us away from her. It wasn't that I took you away from her. It's that... We couldn't go with her. And she promised that she can find us. Well, then why didn't we wait for her? I don't... We could have been a family and you just decided that we wouldn't be. I don't... It wasn't my decision. It was both of our decisions, your mother and I. We didn't know how the Red Mantis would take this. Red Mantis assassins don't have families. And if they do, they're not allowed to be part of the pact. This is the best we could do, given the circumstances. Again, I didn't know this about your mother. And elves live a long time. So to her, <sighs> being a member of the Assassin Guild might only be a small while. To her, 30 years might be as if it was just two or three to us. What? I have a feeling she might come back. You have a feeling? We might never get to know her. Not really. I've heard I her voice. During uh -huh. these times, what does it mean? You think she's alive and can contact us with magic, or is she dead? What did this god have an interest in me for? That I'm not sure. But uh, I can tell you one thing is that this god, Unchikhek, is that how you say it? Uh, yes. Red Mantis god? I've heard about him. Tried not to learn too much didn't want him to focus his attention on myself. But I did learn that he's actually a demigod. He was created by the gods as an enforcer for divine justice, specifically targeting mortals who hope to usurp the power of the gods. That I learned. He was specifically created to carry out the will of the gods themselves. 
Which means, and he's thinking about it, he goes, if he has use for you, I would think that would be a good thing. I don't. I don't either. Power, whatever, the life he has granted me, I'm going to use it how I want to use it. He looks at you, almost a little sad. He says, well, there's one thing I've learned over the years is that trying to determine what is truly in the heart of others is no easy task. And trying to determine the heart of a god is nigh impossible. I would say, Darius, use this as an opportunity to live your life. Do what you can. And when he calls upon you, Hopefully it's for a greater good. Hopefully he sees something in you. Hopefully he can perhaps point you to mother and reunite us. I don't know. I would look at this as a gift. He brought you back to life. He obviously has need for your skills and your abilities. And he obviously has a connection with mother. That can't be something small. That can't be something insignificant. It must mean that mother is either still alive or somehow involved. I'm not sure. But I look at it as hopeful. It is my hope that he wants to target someone perhaps who is angry at that they have learned of what another has done in the past seeking more power and divinity. And now this person, whoever they are, wherever they are from, perhaps below our feet, is seeking this, and that is who they wish to stop. Although I also have fear, it is perhaps to mm, encourage maybe your mother to continue working in such a fashion, if you are also part of their mm, group or I'm caught not up part of their group. Well, I, uh, whatever yes. this origin of this creature is, that is certainly not what those bug-headed people do. They are assassins for hire. They, right. They, they are paid to kill people because someone feels they've been slighted. Mm. Not because of some lofty goal of uh, someone trying to usurp the gods. Because of someone after power or money or anything. Some but rich person had a bad day and they blame the person who those spilled are, milk on them. and they Those are dead. mortals doing what they think is a will. You have divine direct connection, which could be far different. You are hearing, allegedly, Achekek's divine I saw will. it. I'll use my own will to make my own decisions. Yes. Um, uh, this is just theory. I do not know for certain, but I am trying to think ahead. I understand. Uh, I'm not. I'm not angry with you at all. I'm just angry. I had never seen myself as a pawn of gods. You know this. I know this, yes. Marcel looks a little sad, and he says, I was hoping that you two could live out your life without having to worry about this or even knowing about it. But much like your mother, you two have been drawn into something outside of your control. Hopefully you can just make the best of it. You said that if we found out the truth, that we would be in danger. Do you think these assassins are going to be coming after us just for knowing they exist? No, not so much that they would come after you. I was worried that 
you might go after them. Crossed my mind. That's one thing about the Red Mantis is that it's an organization you're born into. And unfortunately, even with your heritage, I don't think you would be accepted. At best case, you would be rejected. At worst, they would just kill you for annoying them. However, with this new information, this changes everything. I don't know what to think anymore. Maybe you should seek them out. Maybe Akachek can protect you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that that's his in, in his wheelhouse. But yeah. I don't know if I'm going to start shaking down Red Mantis. We have our hands busy yeah. for the moment. We have enough things to worry about. At least for the moment. But yes, that was my worry. Is that I didn't want you to be obsessed with the Red Mantis and finding your mother. Again. Opara is nervously fiddling with the hilt of her dagger absentmindedly. Well, I can tell that you two have done really well with your life. The circus is impressive. I know Mistress Dustlight. She, uh, she seems overly concerned with you. I've been doing everything in my power to talk to her and make plans for the upcoming Radiant Festival to keep you out of her hair. Mm. So I would hope that maybe keep your heads down at least until we're ready to leave town. She has some hand in what's been going on, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Really? Yes, very in the foul of things. Mm. Foul and nefarious. Yes. <laughs> Why do you still work for her? Just come work with us. There's no reason for you to be beholden to her anymore. You can see that our little venture has been quite successful. We've got lots of performers, decent crowds, a good income. It's a nice place, like you said. Nice people. But Madame Dusklight, she doesn't, she doesn't make that kind of kind of place. It's not homey. It's not friendly. It's you have to be on your toes. You have to watch your back. Don't don't you want to be rid of that? He looks at both of you. He stands up and puts his hands on your shoulders. He says, you know what? You're right. Adam Dustlight, she served a purpose. She was able to hide us and she wasn't always like this. When her and I came up together, we were friendly. I wouldn't call us best of buds, but we looked out for each other. She was an upcoming star performer. I kept all the acts organized and helped out with everybody. But over the years, she has definitely become obsessed with power. Obsessed with growing the circus. Finding oddities. Unique individuals. Uncommon heritage. Magical creatures. She has become a bit more unhinged, which is why I was happy when you decided to leave and form your own circus. Well, come join us. Well, I, you're right. I stayed here to keep her off of you. I did everything I could to make sure that the circus was running as well as possible. Give you two a chance to build up your own circus. So I'll tell you what. No offense, but didn't do a great job. She interrupted our first performance here uh we had to literally fight off her minions during uh our first performance in the middle of our show it's she, she's in the middle of all of the bad stuff going on right now on the aisles uh, working with 
troglodytes and, and, and dolgaths or whatever you want to call them. I mean, she... Not, not great, and you're not doing any good sticking with her. Also, if Mother is still out there and alive, and if Madame Dusklight is becoming more and more involved in what we're involved with, you should stay with us. I don't want you to become a hostage. You, you, you're, you're right. But it's not hers why I stay. It's everyone else that I work with and keep all the performers safe from her wrath. I can take it. I'm used to it. I serve as a decoy. Someone she can channel her anger into. So I'll tell you what. I'm just going to stick with her long enough for her to wrap everything up here. Go to the Radiant Festival, where I'm sure she'll be happy as can be. That place is big enough that it will swallow even someone like Madame Dustlight. And then I'll come right back and help you out. It's the best I can do, Alhara. I have people depending on me. I can't right, well, just I can't I just understand. leave them in a lurch like that. I understand. I understand. You I must don't. Protect. But, but yeah. Fine. Just look, we can take care of ourselves. Don't stick your neck out for us. I don't want you getting in trouble or getting hurt. What happens if something happens to Mistress Dusklight in the circus before it goes? What then? I don't know. Never thought of it. Uh, didn't seem possible. Mistress Dustlight is a constant. She's always there. She's so powerful, so overbearing, so encompassing. I can't imagine the circus without her. I think it is important to think about it and maybe let some of the other performers know of our good circus here. Just in general terms, should there be a future where they are looking for gainful employment? Hmm. Okay. Sounds like a good idea. I'll, I'll very carefully spread the word. I'll do what I can. And he looks at Alhara and says, Look, this is what I can say. I'm going to finish up, talk to some of the other performers quietly, see if I can have some of them join us before the trip to Absalom. And uh, everyone wins. I join you. Get a couple of the better performers. I can look out for them. And... Mistress Dustlight gets to join the Radiant Festival and live out the rest of her life in the glory of Absalom, far away from here. All right. Hmm. Okay, just come back soon. Oh, don't worry about me. She's... She and I have an understanding. She does her job, I do my job. Again, we've been together for so long that it's almost like a frenemy at this point. <laughs> hmm. All right, Father, be careful. Well, you be careful. I mean, of course, I'm stressed to hear that you died, but... You'd be surprised. I am, too. But look at you, Varys. Tough that death can't even kill you. Look hmm. at that. should add that to your marquee. Oh, maybe not. That's not <laughs> maybe not. Maybe idea. not. Maybe not. <laughs> but you know. I do. And O'Hara... I see you're polishing that armor. Mm. Well, I can tell you that is your mother's armor. I wouldn't polish it too much. I've changed it enough that it doesn't look like Red Mantis armor anymore. But if you keep it up, you might get it to the same sheen of red that they have. So just be aware of that and be careful. Yeah, I'm conflicted about that. 
I mean, I like that it was mom's, but I don't really like what it represents. I will tell you one thing. I know for a fact that that amulet I gave you, Darius, and this armor, Alhara, I believe that these are items that would help her find us one day. So keep them on you at all times. Even if you're not going to wear it, just keep mm. it in your pack or keep it near you. Very well. Okay. Do you... Do you, um... Know any other way she might make herself known? Like if we were to see a specific symbol or someone were to say a certain phrase or something? Hmm. I don't know. We never really had secrets. Well, except for one. <laughs> I would expect she wouldn't be so nefarious as that she would let us know where she was. Again, I have a feeling just to either be with the Red Mantis full-time, or when she's free, she'll come and join us. Mm. Oh, very well. I was wondering in case she had to get us something discreetly. And Alhara, the armor now represents what you are doing with it, and you should be proud of that. Thanks. I thought I might want to change it up a bit, make it a little less Red Mantis-y. Whatever you wish, I will be there. Okay, thanks. Well, enough of this heavy talk. Oh, show me the rest of the circus. I want to see everything you've done. Oh, yes. Come around. Let's show you. Let me take him on a tour. That's good. All right. Let's look at all of this. He's looking around. He's seeing everyone. He's joking around with Jerry. Yeah. Joking around with Avery. That guy seems familiar. Checking around with <laughs> the professor. Catching up in old times. Marcel seems right at home. Everyone's worried, of course, that he's here. Not that he'll do anything, but that Mistress Dustlight might do something to him. But in a weird way, they're also proud to show off the circus and everything they've done. Is They're like the yin and yang of the Celestial Menagerie, where Mistress Dustlight is the... Mean taskmaster, Marcel is the nice. Oh, that good cop, bad cop. Yeah, you got it. Pretty much. So everyone's excited to show them around, do their acts, show what they've been doing since then. Does that mean that Marcel's also very powerful, but like not as a spellcaster? Is he like super high level and could just like punch a hole in a mountain? Level 20 expert. Oh my gosh. No, he's powerful. He's not. That powerful? Like level five powerful. A little higher than that. What? Marcel? Sure. Yeah, it's like level ten powerful. What? Hey, you want to go beat up some Zolgaths? <laughs> yeah. <Hey>, it's busy. <laughs> that would be fun, but not today. Too busy to save the world. Well, yeah. He's saving his own little world. So he goes around, has the whole tour... Even sticks around for a little bit of dinner and cooks his world famous bacon ravioli surprise oh for boy. Darius. Ooh. <laughs> oh boy. Your favorite. Wow. Bacon ravioli mm. surprise? What's a surprise? More, More bacon? bacon. <laughs> <laughs> we all knew. We all knew. It's like his ravioli. What's in it? It's bacon. <laughs> The ravioli is bacon, and the inside is cheese and bacon. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> mm, these are starting to sound a bit more pierogi. So since yeah. it's, so since it's mm. dinner time, are we going to go to the place 
tonight or tomorrow? I mean, we're only going to be there for like 20 minutes, probably. Bam, okay. bam, bam. <laughs> yeah. Half I was thinking hour. if I wanted... We could do it okay. tonight. I was we thinking if I needed tonight. to save any spells, and or, or yes, yes, I'll save my spells. Yeah, we'll go tonight after dinner. And you also cooks. What would what would uh, I don't know anything Alhara likes. What does Alhara like? We know bacon is Darius's thing. What's Alhara's thing? Alhara's thing lately is not eating at all. She drinks mead, but oh, that's about that's it. Right. She's what, got that. What, well, what was her thing? I, I probably just drinking mead. I don't know if she oh, had a come thing. Come on, that can't that's, be she it. Didn't you have, have a favorite food. food? She didn't have. Yeah. Everyone has a favorite food. Uh, in dumplings. Terms of... No, that's. What? Who didn't like dumplings? Me. What else? Me. <laughs> um, oh, her dumplings. no, her favorite food was uh, pigs in a blanket. Oh, Ooh. that's just a different version of bacon. Different version I mean, of dumplings. It's still pork, but it's a different <laughs> right, version of right. dumplings. It's both, mm. but that's probably her favorite—the little bite-sized ones. You get like a package of the crescent rolls. You make oh, some bacon, yes. a little cheese. You roll mm. those up. Yep. Mm, you bake it that way. Mm-hmm. That's how I judge the successfulness of any party I go to. Is A, if they have pigs in the blanket, and then B, the level of pigs in the blanket. <laughs> the level like how extra of they are? Well, no, because nowadays there's a. People have been yeah. starting to get in them fancy, and I kind of like them still. Like they've been doing them like crescent roll type uh, pigs in blanket. I've seen those at a lot of parties, and I kind of just prefer the old standard big old pig blanket. Done. Hold on. So you're saying if somebody served you hogs in a tarp, you wouldn't be okay with it? <laughs> no, I eat it, but I then I judge it. Oh, okay. Like the classic no. is great. The classic like, is. You don't want to mess with it. Like you should always serve. Yeah. Wait, wait. So if I visit you and I bring you a sow and a quilt, you won't you won't eat it, or you're just gonna Ugh. judge it? I'll judge it. I'll eat it and judge it. What about a warthog and a towel? I'll, <laughs> I'll eat it and I'll judge it. A boar and a duvet. Sure. <laughs> I'll eat that and judge that too. Sometimes I just like the pig. Doesn't even need the right. blanket. Right. Doesn't, doesn't need a blanket. What about a swine and a scarf? <laughs> I like that too, man. I'll eat it and judge it. I sent the new restaurant coming on. <laughs> Start writing those down. That's that would be my favorite restaurant. You got mine. That would be uh The RFCU is just a list of restaurants. Yep. <laughs> Food and drink. That's the whole thing. That's all we have. But what else is there? So Daddy Darius, he makes the bacon ravioli surprise. He makes pigs in a blanket. Ward hogs in a duvet. Man, you had some good ones. I don't even know where you came up with those. <laughs> Just like, pig and cloth. That's yeah. all you gotta like yeah, that's all right. you gotta do. Pig type pig type versus uh fabric type. <laughs> and of course, poor Alhara. She has to have the, the difficult decision. Does she take off the iron stone and scarf down a plate full of her favorite pigs and blankets? She can or still eat. She just does doesn't she... have to eat. It's oh. like the hunger has gone away. The need for it's gone away. There has been a nice side effect in that she hasn't had to use the restroom nearly as often. But it's just, it's sort of odd. Because like even after like a, a good workout, you'd build up this hunger and you'd build up a thirst and you need more water. And then even now it's like, yeah, you really don't have that feeling. You feel depleted, but there's, you just don't feel hungry. You don't feel thirsty. And as long as you wait a bit, you feel fine. And if you lose the hunger, you definitely lose some of the taste. Yeah. That's just psychology. Otteron's been going no into the swampy area and using some of the water that, you know, all the alligators are in and turning it into a potion in order to aid Alhara after her workouts. 
Really? Call it I alligator thought... cocktail, alligator potion, mm. you know, gator aid, maybe. Whatever. <laughs> that was a long walk. That <laughs> was a long walk. <laughs> and I went well, there. that swamp is way in there, man. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were just giving her like swamp water and she can't taste it. So she's like, <laughs> she can't here's, taste it. So like, here's, I thought that was it. <laughs> here's your magic water. It's magic. Ooh, makes you feel better. She can taste it. It might be diminished. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's like, it's like, like larvae in there and flies and mosquitoes and like, what's Fish that? Food. That's extra protein. That's protein. Don't worry about it. You got to make sure your immune system is good by getting exposure to all that stuff. I mean, seriously, you have no idea. You're like, I can't taste it or get anything from it. She's like eating bark. She's munching on rocks, grass. It's like it's all the same to me. <laughs> Anyhow, big celebration tonight. Alhara scarfs down as much as she can. Does mm-hmm. she gets? Does she get kind of full? Does she feel kind of bloated though? Yeah, yeah. She'll still definitely get that full feeling, just not the hunger. Got it. So she she's mm-hmm. never hungry, but she's always uh, ready to eat. Sounds like me. <laughs> well, I mean, she'll she'll eat like good food. It's not like you know. Sometimes you're eating meal just because that's what it is, and it's like okay, this yeah. is what we're eating. Eat, eat because you're bored, not because you're hungry. Yeah, so she'll Got skip it. all that. And if something smells particularly good or like oh, I usually enjoy this, she'll you know she'll have a small plate. She'll snack on it, a few bites of each thing just to taste it. But she's definitely gotten used to having this iron stone and not having to worry about it it's sort of become her new normal of like oh, oh if your body's not pulling nutrients out of the food you would definitely make like twice as much poop mm, no because you're magically Magic. sustained yeah so that's what i'm saying though like you don't need the food energy so your body creates even more waste mm, what from what though well magic, yeah like magic magic takes no, no, no like you know when you eat something it goes in your digestive system and like your body pulls out the nutrients it needs and the rest goes out as waste Oh, you know when what? I do eat things, I would yeah. have more oh, waste right. because yeah, my yeah, body yeah, doesn't yeah. need any nutrients. Yeah. Need any I, suppose, of it. I see the Ann Stone is working in a supplementary manner, right? Any food or water that you didn't Wait, take you, you, naturally. Wait, you take it like a sup, like a like a suppository. I didn't say suppository <laughs> manner. I said supplementary manner. I think it just, I think it basically just fills in the gaps. Whatever you're deficient in, it just gives you. Yeah, yeah. you know, you can just let it sit around your head, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's yeah. You know, I look at it differently. I say anything that goes into the iron stone takes out of you through magic. Period. End of discussion. And then magically digests the food and then magically inserts it into your system, thereby sustaining you. And if you're not doing it actively, it takes it out of the environment. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you don't go to the bathroom if you have the iron stone. Oh, you're defiling. You're just like... Destroying the wildlife. That's right. So you can eat as much as you want, and then slowly it'll get absorbed. Is there a dark sun over us, too? Yeah. (laughs) That's fine. Honestly, my biggest attraction to this item is not having to go to the bathroom anymore. (laughs) In my world, you don't have to go anymore. It's all gone. It's just gone. Want one of those in real life? I would be into the not having to eat. Because sometimes I'm just like, man, I just don't want to eat today. I get that. I get that. Or I just don't eat because I just don't want to. You're weird. I yep. It's, it is weird. I'm always hungry. Same. Okay. You have a, a meal. Elhara has very conflicted meal. Trying to decide what will happen when she eats it. 
and has a long discussion with Hap, Atra, and Darius, and Daddy Marcel as to where does the food go? <laughs> oh, where does it go? And then um, he's going to go back into town, back to the circus. Are you going to go with him, or...? I mean, we're going back to town because yeah. we're going to the hall, right? Right, yeah. So we'll walk with him. Yeah, we'll right. walk with him. So you all walk together back down the scary path filled with pikes waiting for heads. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Cake or death. God. You're supposed to be inviting. You're supposed to invite <laughs> people to the circus. There are not <laughs> scary spikes. Those are supposed to be signposts. Where are the yes, signs? It's signposts. Who keeps turning our signposts into scary spikes? <laughs> I have no idea. It's, Who would do such Jerry. a thing? It's Jerry. I'm telling you. It's Jerry. Jerry. Jerry's a good guy now. No, it's it's Jerry and Gibson. Yes, totally them and not at all me. Hap will stay really close <laughs> to Darius, but this time not because, like, got ten, I gotta make sure you're okay. This one's because she's got to make sure she's okay. This is the first time she's been out in the town, like, in evening, and she knows that the, the boogeymen are around. So, while you're walking, Marcel says, well, is there anything else you, uh, Wish to know before I head back? Any other questions I can help answer? You seem to have taken that pretty well. Of course, after dying, I imagine. Well, I mean, a lot of things have been rearranged in priority. Yes, what is your question? Do I know anything about their weapons? Who's they? The uh, Red Mantis assassins. Do I know anything about their special weapons? I mean, the Red Mantises are famous. You know, like, people know about them. I mean, yeah, you actually do. You would say... I'd say you know that they have those serrated blades. Yeah. And if anyone else tries to use them. Yeah. You get, you get in trouble, you. man. They don't nope. like that. <laughs> so Acheron would say, um, do you, oh, I should ask, I should be certain. Do you have any of their sabers? Oh, no, no, no. I have nothing of your mother's except for her armor. And that was it. Okay, that is good, because those sabers would get their ire quickly. So it is good not to have. And and even if you did, definitely do not use. Oh, no, no. I know enough about the Red Mantos after my research for the past 30 years that uh, I wouldn't be going off and pretending I was a member of their sect. No, no. If anything, I was even hesitant to give Alhara the armor, as I know that it was your mother's and most likely associated with the Red Mantis. But it was dyed black and the cord so heavily and adjusted that I imagined it's okay to wear now. Of course, I didn't expect he would start taking it off and bringing it back to its red sheen. So again, just be careful with that. Well, I don't know. I, I noticed that it was... Weird, cheap, black lacquer all over it. Yeah. It's actually a nice red, but now that I know what it signifies, uh We yeah. can dye it. It will just be some work, but it is possible. Hmm. Oh, I have some ideas. Maybe and we'll talk about them. Yes. Whatever you wish. Anything else? No. Thank you for that answer. Okay. And he, uh, you walk up to, well... Same old place as before. The guards all recognize oh, no. you, just give you a little bit of a nod. Like, uh, they don't even, they barely pay attention to you. Uh, you come and going so often. 
I'll pull up my time clock and punch in. <laughs> Pretty much. Hit. And, Working uh, nine to five. And Marcel just gives Darius and Ahara big old hugs, picks you up off the ground, gives you a big old kiss on the cheek. Thank you, Father. Oh, he says, don't worry. We'll have this all wrapped up in a few weeks, and then we'll be together again as a family. <laughs> and then he gives sure half a so. big hug. You <gasps> didn't forget about me. Of course not. And he gives Riley a big old pat, and then very surprisingly, even picks up Otteron and gives him a huge oh. hug, too. Oh, oh <laughs> I don't boy. know that they like being picked up like that. It, um, it, ah, we are all one happy family. Yes, well, they better get used to it. If I'm going to be around, I'm going to be doing it to them every day. <laughs> That's true. He, he does like to pick people up. Sorry, Otteron. It's my thing. I feel picked up. Good. good, good great. As they start to head into the hall. Ataran chants Hamishalet and gestures up towards the heavens, casting false life. Oh yeah, that gross thing reminds me, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna heat <laughs> up my, down the energy into mouth. Yum, I'm yum, gonna yum. heat up my joints and give myself long strider plus one. Yeah. Okay. All right, where do you want to start? There's a door up here to the left, up here to the um the west side of this like sitting area. Kitchen? Is there a systematic way we can do it? Yeah, that's that's the closest yes, door. Good to go. All right, let's I think I think that is the first one we should go to. Yes. And then there's a bunch of doors to the east that are I'm, all in the same hallway. I'm going to uh, keep light myself this time. Sounds good. Alhara right. removes the flap on her bracer and ties it back so that there's light coming from it. Okay, I think I have light on every. Hap has a light. Riley has a light. Atron has a light, and Alhara has a light. So much light. Yeah. Okay. Everyone except Darius. Everyone except. Oh, well, there's fine. enough of us. Who's right, glowing red on his own? <laughs> no, 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 no. not That's really. That's crazy. Not really. Although it would be pretty cool. You know, if you yeah. used a buckler, you could actually fasten a, a torch to it. There's rules for that. Mm. But none of us do. So you're back in the saddle again. Back mm-hmm. in, in your favorite place. Again. Back in. The refractory. All right. Where those candlesticks are gone. Gone, I tell you. You finally remembered them. to take them. them. I know yeah. you grabbed oh, yeah. them. You I grabbed was worried them. about the ghosts, but then we finally at least made the ghosts semi-happy. So I felt yeah. like it was probably... And then um, there's little indentations of where they've been, because they've been there for so many years, hundreds and hundreds of years, that they actually stained the table. So you're like, oh, oh well, maybe that's why they were there. Anyhow... Door to the west and no one has done anything with. What do you do? You've been listening to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure, a Pathfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at rollforcombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel, at discord.rollforcombat.com You've been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember if the GM asks, are you sure? You're already dead. <laughs> <laughs>